Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. Hey, I always like to start with something interesting. And this one is a little fun fact. How many songs in total are in Apple Music? And what about Spotify? How many songs are on Spotify? So come along and play and say your guess out loud or just keep it to yourself if you want. But let's start with Apple Music. The answer is, drumroll please, Apple Music has 100 million songs in their library for you to listen to. Wow, 100 million songs. Okay, what about Spotify? Is it more or less than Apple Music? What do you think? Well, I'm gonna tell you, it's lower. Spotify has 80 million songs in their library. And you know, that's something I just started doing, by the way. No, not singing because I have a terrible singing voice. I can't carry a tune. I just, it's just something that is just not possible in my life. Um, I'm actually writing songs. So I wrote a song about my favorite sandwich. And I think it's a pretty good song. Well, it's not really about, well, it's not really a song. I'd say it's more of a, it's a rap. <laughs> yes. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, just an example of all the fun that we have here week after week as we talk about living the best digital life. It's called Kim Commando today because tech never stops. We've actually expanded my super successful weekend show that's heard on over 420 stations across the country about all things digital to weekdays. And so you can get Kim Commando today as a podcast Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast, just search for my last name. That's Commando with a K, of course. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And I'm always here to help. It's my passion. And our T-Mobile unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And let me tell you what I do every single day. Yes, it seems like I read every single thing on every single website. At least I visit at least 30 to 40 different websites a day. I read press releases and I talk to industry insiders and I read white papers and my family members and friends because I want to keep all of you up to date about technology. And in this part of the show, I like to focus on tech news and what's happening in our world. And we're going to start with the terrorists and the trolls. I mean, for years, their lies and slander have been all over social media with absolute impunity. But get this, the end is coming. There's a law that has been used to shield Facebook, Twitter, Yelp, Glassdoor, YouTube, and all the others from lawsuits when people knowingly post false, defaming, libelous, and other illegal material online. It's called Section 203 of the Communications Decency Act, if you want to know. Now, here's the difference. Newspapers, magazines, radio, television, movies, and all other media are protected by this wall, as is the internet. So the Supreme Court this past week agreed to hear two cases, one involving terrorist use of YouTube and the other of Twitter. Now, I just want to say something here at the get-go. These cases have absolutely nothing to do with free speech. Why? Well, free speech does not allow for slander, defamation, and planning to murder. I mean, for that, you actually need social media, at least for the time being. All right, number two on our list of five things is for almost a year or so now, I've been saying that you need to remove a certain antivirus software program from your computers and from your life. The FCC agreed with me saying that its software poses what they say, an unacceptable risk to U.S. national security. So I want you to think about your antivirus software for just a second. It gets routine updates. But do you really know what's inside the update? An update could install a keylogger, right? It could use your internet connection and maybe your whole network and your systems for a denial of service attack. 
It could steal your passwords, has complete access to your system, do something worse. That's why as the Russia-Ukraine war is heating up even more, I'm recommending that you remove Kaspersky antivirus software from your life, from all your devices and your computers. I mean, there's always been this thought that Kaspersky has ties to the Kremlin. Now, of course, Kaspersky says, no, 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 we don't. We're just a Russian-based company with 400,000-odd users. That would be quite the cyber attack army, right? Uh, you can get the steps to remove Kaspersky right now over at commando.com. And, you know, Starbucks, they pulled out of Russia. And I read that the move cost them around $500 million. I mean, think about that. They could save that much if they just used reusable cups everywhere. Uh, number three on our list of five things is that there's a pivotal time right now in Facebook and Meta's history, whichever you want to call the company. The company has stumbled badly. People are leaving in droves. Advertisers are fleeing. Uh, its stock price is falling. And Facebook really only has itself to blame. Now, Wall Street are the ones that actually say that the stock is in a death spiral. One analyst is quoted as saying, you have to listen to this. This is the exact quote. I'm not sure that Facebook has a working core business anymore. Wow. So before Zuckerberg became immersed in his meta project, Facebook was worth about, I don't know, a trillion dollars. And at least for now, meta is just, their virtual world is boring. TikTok has taken over. Millions of businesses are removing the like us on Facebook banner from their websites. Uh, and about this, this stock death spiral, uh, Facebook's overall value has plummeted by at least two thirds. But get this, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is still very wealthy, but he's no longer one of the top 10's richest. But did you see what was on the news and all, all these websites that Mark Zuckerberg is now into UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship? And social media is going crazy that at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, it was the venue was open to the public. Well, not really, because the only ones that were there were Zuckerberg and his friends. Uh, apparently, he loves the sport, UFC, more than his other favorite pastime, which is fishing. Uh, number four on our list of five things is that, oh, the NFT craze is gone. NFT mania, buying and selling non-fungible tokens is over. And here's how we know. Just uh, 10 months ago or so in January, NFT was at its peak. $17 billion in pictures of cats, goofy gorillas, and other worthless items changed hands. But now... Here in early part of October, NFT trading has collapsed by 98%, a near total wipeout, yeah, 98%. So even if you own any of the so-called blue chip NFTs, including Moonbirds, the Bored Ape Yacht Club, or the Mutant Ape Yacht Club, which I always thought was a ripoff of the Bored Ape Yacht Club, no one who can be taken seriously on any level believes that they will ever return to their original unrealistic values for, for two reasons. First. In the recession, people are always focused on buying necessities, not fads. And secondly, NFTs, they just grew boring. I mean, when everybody jumps in the game, the big players want to get out. So if you see any monkey NFTs for sale, know that they're all worthless from chimpan A to chimpan Z. <laughs> okay, that one was funny. All right, finally, lastly, this. Number five on our list of five things. There's been a major setback again, to the tech media's dream of these pilotless flying electric air taxis. Larry Page, one of Google's mega wealthy founders, closed down Kitty Hawk Aero, and that was his air taxi dream. Now, to be fair to Page, his factory did produce a prototype aircraft that actually flew. The plane, or the air taxi, if you want to call it that, was a long-winged, all-electric, eight-engine aircraft that 
can take off and it can land vertically, all without a pilot. But there are problems and lots of them. The First of all, the FAA, it's a government entity, they move slow. It's gonna take years to designate air taxi airspace. I mean, they're having a hard time simply regulating hobby drones. Uh, secondly, it's gonna take even longer to prove the re reliability of these small aircraft flying without a pilot. You don't have somebody there to try to fix it. I mean, look at Tesla, their fatal autopilot accidents. It just seems to be going up and up. So the Kitty Hawk's webpage is still there. I looked at it, it's really sad. Uh, the motto right there at the top says, if anyone can do this, we can. Oof, ouch. That's gotta hurt. I mean, the thing about this, humans were never able to fly until we got it right. Get it right, brothers? Eh, I know, tough crowd. All right, coming up in this jam-packed show, we're gonna talk about how to make sure that Alexa isn't recording every single thing that you say, because it's so creepy. Uh, there's a scam that starts with one little innocent text I need to tell you about because I don't want you to be taken. Oh, we're going to be talking about how you can find hidden spy cameras in any rental property that you may be at Verbo or Airbnb. And then later on this hour, tech that is truly saving lives. I mean, there's this one piece of technology that is making a difference. And of course, uh, we have all of your phone calls and you have more of me, Kim Commando. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, where we talk about all things digital. And I'd love to hear from you. Our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you have not already claimed your free Windows or Mac guide, make sure that you do it now while you're thinking about it. Head over to commando.com slash free guides. We have a guide for Windows and a guide for Mac, whether you're a pro or you're just getting started. Heck, you can get both if you want. They're absolutely free. It's our thank you to you as a listener of our show and also our podcast. Head to commando.com slash free guide. All right. How about we start with uh, Marianne? Hello there, Marianne. Glad to have you with us. Hi, Kim. Thanks for taking my call. I love your New Jersey accent. I used to have one of those, too. <laughs> but actually, I'm a Bronx girl, so it's a little bit of both. Oh, there's the Bronx. Now I hear it. Now I hear it. So do me a favor. Say, say this word. D-R-A-W-E-R. Draw. Draw. Yes, it's a draw. Draw. Okay, yeah, I, say, exactly. I say that, and people say, no, it's a drawer. It's a drawer. A drawer? No, no, no. Drawer. It's a drawer. <laughs> okay. <got> exactly. <laughs> All right. So what's going on? How can I lend a hand? Okay. I'm tech deficient, really. Um, and all of this technology is just making me crazy. But I do read your newsletter. I do read all your emails. Um, I want to open up a uh, brokerage account online, um, either on the computer or on my cell. But I'm frightened to death for the security issues. So I just wanted your input. Okay. And so you're wondering which would be better? I mean, do you recommend it? I mean, uh, you know, some people say, oh, I trade all the time and, you know, there's no security issue. But I'm just frightened to death well, to do it. You, well, you have to do it the right way. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, and you want to do it the smart way. And so the easiest mm -hmm. way is that you find an online stockbroker, whether it's Fidelity or E-Trade, uh, whichever uh -huh. one that you feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, then you can open and fund the account. You buy stocks through the website or the app. You can right. also buy stock directly from the company if you want. But, it, but it's just as easy as setting up a bank account. Do you 
complete the application. You have so you have to give them some proof of ID. Normally, it's the front and back of a driver's uh-huh. license. And then you mm-hmm. can mail them a check or you can transfer funds electronically from your checking account over into the brokerage account. Now, yeah, now, so, so security? Yeah, so, not, so that's how we do it. So now we're going to talk about security. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So on your computer, you have to make sure that you have a good security suite. You mm-hmm. have all your security updates. Okay. Mm-hmm. You make sure you're not susceptible to any... Uh, phishing scams or anything right. like that. Because as soon as you open this up, I don't know why, but it seems like you may start getting some phishing scams that looks like it's from Fidelity or E-Trade or anybody else and, and uh-huh. say, oh, we need to check your account details. So I want you to be really safe when you see those emails. Mm-hmm. When when you first set up the account, it's natural to get those emails. Do they want to verify things? Right. But okay. I want to be sure that you use a really good password, one that you haven't used before, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and you set up what's called two-factor authentication. And yeah. that, that's getting a lot better. We're just going to use your phone number. Um, and you also might want to just put some alerts. You can set alerts in the app or on the website within the trading that any trades over $500 or $1,000 that uh-huh. you have to authenticate that. And those these will be some yeah. options, as well as with your bank account. You know, I have this on my bank already. If there's anything where uh, where something is deposited or, yeah, or removed from the account over mm-hmm. a certain amount, then I get a notification. I have that on my credit cards too. It gets kind of annoying, but... Yeah, at, <laughs> I, yeah. But at the same time, it's... It's it's necessary now. So as far as with your computer versus your phone, uh-huh. you're probably more susceptible to security issues on your computer than you are on your phone. Oh, okay. I, do, I was just going to say just the opposite. Well, okay, so the computer's better. What, what kind of phone do you have? I have an Android. But what is Samsung. it? Samsung. Okay. Uh, Samsung, nope. 10, okay. Think. All right. So it's relatively new and just make sure that you get all the updates that come down. But the reason uh-huh. why is that if you get on your phone and you hit the Fidelity app or E-Trade app, it's going to do a whole bunch of things in the background. It's going to say, hey, has Marion or has Marion done any trades at this location before? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is, is, this is not normal for her, so now we need to ask for some other verification where they're going to send you a text code and you have to put in the four-digit code before you can actually get into the app. Okay. Uh, and also on the app itself, you're less likely to, on your computer, to hit an email. I mean, you're more likely on your computer to hit an email that's a scam versus just when you open up your phone and you get to the app. So mm-hmm. you just have to be really careful of any email uh, any website that says it's from anything related to your bank that, and just, you know, look, if you have any questions whatsoever, go to that particular website and call the 800 number and say, I got this email. Is this from you? Really? Truly? And right. I, know, I know it's uh-huh. a pain in the neck, but also, uh, yeah. but also look at, there may be some deals to it, some deals with these trades too. So, like, oh. uh, like for example, like Fidelity sometimes has an option that you can get $100 uh, into your account if you open a brand new Fidelity account using a promo code. Uh, mm, E-Trade, okay. E-Trade has these similar deals. There's a website called Nerd Wallet that, that follows these type of things. 
And so if you go okay. over there and if you look at who's giving some deals for if you start opening some of these accounts, that you may find that maybe you get 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Uh, also make sure that there are fees. Sometimes there are zero fees. Sometimes there's a percent. Sometimes there are account minimums. Just when you start looking at which would be the best place for you to do these trades. Stick with big names. Don't use any type of brokerage that you've never heard of before. Marion, thank you for your call. If you have any additional questions after that, I'm your gal and I'm here for you. You know, when we start talking about money online, this is where we're going to start seeing more and more of these authenticator apps. And it's usually installed on your smartphone. It generates a one-time passcode, maybe six to eight digits every 30 seconds. And the code expires after 30 seconds. So if someone manages to get a hold of it afterwards, that code just isn't going to work. Uh, the one that I use and the one that we have a full write-up on the website in case you want to check it out, instead of using 2FA, you're going to use the Authenticator app. It's simple. It's easy to use. It works on both iOS and Android, and it's free, of course. Um, and setup is as easy as just taking a picture of a QR code. So if you want to learn more about the Google Authenticator app, just hit our website at commando.com. And then in the search box, just type in Authenticator app. It does. It works better than that those 2FA, the two-factor authentication. All right, I want to pass along a great tip because it's like it's a dichotomy. Amazon says that your Echo device isn't listening all the time, that it's only listening for the wake word. Because I'll tell you, every time I write about this in USA Today, I always hear from Amazon's PR. And they say, Kim, the Echo device is not listening all the time. It's only listening for the wake word. So we need you to correct, make a correction. I'm like, but if it's not listening all the time, I mean, how is it listening just for the wake word? I don't understand. So you have to make sure that Amazon isn't keeping a record of everything that you say. I mean, I was talking about a real estate deal a long time ago, and somehow that ended up being saved as an Amazon Echo recording. So Amazon says it keeps recordings of your voice commands to what they say is to improve the accuracy of your interactions with Alexa. Oh, thank you so much, Amazon. Uh, if this bothers you, you can make it stop. First, you need to use the Alexa app on your iOS or Android device. It's a little hard to find, but you want the menu option called manage your Alexa data. And that is the magical place where you stop recordings. Tap choose how long to save recordings and pick don't save recordings. This also wipes out any of your recordings on Amazon servers too. So if you need the exact steps to erase and stop Amazon Alexa from recording you, just hit our website. That's commando.com with a K, of course. All right, coming up, Google's locked folder is a secret no more. And we have more of your phone calls you just don't want to miss here on Kim Commando today. Hey, in just a few moments, I'm going to tell you about a scam that starts with just one innocent text message. Wow, this one's really nefarious. And then we're going to talk about how you can find hidden spy cameras. And later on, a piece of technology that is really saving lives that either you need it or somebody in your family does. And before we go back to your phone calls, uh, let's talk about Google. They have a locked folder. And so if you take risque personal photos, you know who you are, you know what the pictures are, listen up. From the I bet you didn't know this department, Google has a locked folder where you can store your most sensitive photos and videos. And once you set up this locked folder, it can only be accessed with a passcode, your face, or even your fingerprint. Now, to get to it, you're going to use the Google Photos app and then library. And I know it's going to sound kind of crazy. Your utilities in the locked folder. You could just search Google Photos for locked folder and they'll give you the steps. But I want to tell you about a gotcha. Anything saved in the locked folder isn't moved during cable or cloud data transfers. So if you uninstall the Photos app or you clear the app data, 
everything in the locked folder is just gone. Like, poof, hasta la vista, baby. Like your partner or spouse, if you are messing around and they find that you do have a locked folder with a lot of risque photos. Oh, by the way, if you're on an iPhone, you can hide your personal photos and videos by using the Photos app. It's not going to show up in your feed or will appear in searches. All right, let's see. Uh, Rick, you're up next. Hello there, Rick. Hi, Kim. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Um, I am calling because I was listening to your show earlier this week, and someone had a question about a parent with Parkinson's and having some technology issues. And it kind of got me motivated and started um, working on a smartphone for my dad. He's in the kind of late, early stages of Alzheimer's right now. Loves technology, but he's starting to struggle with some motor skills and remembering passwords. And frankly, I'm a little worried about his security risks and people taking yeah. advantage of him. Yeah, that's sad. Um, so my hope is that I can potentially move him over. He's on an Android right now, but maybe move him to an iPhone so that he can have an easier user interface. And then I've been looking for something like parental controls or something to help him get set up so we can kind of limit what his exposure is on the other side. And I'm hoping you've got some ideas or you can point me at some resources. So tell me, tell me what he does on his phone. What is he, what is he able to do on the phone? Uh, right now, I think he uses navigation a little, um, but he absolutely needs FaceTime and text and to be able to call, check the weather. And then I'd love to still have him have access to, you know, YouTube and basic Internet search functions, but limit his ability to, you know, process transactions or hook up his bank account or okay. do anything that could be a little more susceptible to security risk. All right. Um Okay, there's a couple of things. Since you, since you, with that person, I think I talked about parental controls, how you can restrict apps and websites and things like that. Um, there's a new thing in uh, in Apple's iOS 16. Do you have an iPhone? I do. Okay. Did you get iOS 16 yet? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So let me tell you about this, and then you can, and then you can see if this might be just too much. Uh, Apple has released something called lockdown mode, and it's really made for journalists in countries that, that they may be tracked and that sort of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But the lockdown mode, what it does is it disables certain features in, in Safari. And you that's really where you can say these are the only trusted websites where he can go. Okay. Um, it also restricts apps. And you can exclude apps, but certain apps are blocked. Um, any invitation, calendar invitations or notes, those are also blocked. He's not going to be able to connect his phone up to a computer okay. via USB. Okay. Uh, in incoming FaceTime calls are blocked if they've never called that person before. Okay. Uh, message attachments are blocked, but not images, videos, and audio. But links and link previews are removed. Okay. Uh, shared albums are removed from the Photos app. And these invitations are blocked because sometimes that could, you know, be a bad thing. And so mm -hmm. if you want to look at it, it's just under, it's under settings and then there's privacy and security. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, that's where you'll see lockdown mode. Okay. okay. Now, if that's too much, that's just too much. Just look at, I just want you to look at this phone. And you sometimes you see, uh, if you're watching any of the network news late at night, you might see a commercial for this. It's a phone called the Jitterbug, and 
it has just basic functions on it. You can get it as a flip phone. Uh, they have Smart 2, Smart 3 are the different versions. Okay. The, the Smart 2 has is no contract. They, they are selling it as a phone for seniors. That's what they're selling it. It's, so I've actually seen a couple of ads for that, but it looked like it was really, really simple. Because it's still going to scratch the itch for his, you know, he loves technology and no, playing with it. No, no. It's not going okay. to do that. It's, this is for somebody who just wants a phone with text messages with big buttons. Okay. It's, not, okay. it's not going to, you know, maybe it's, that's why I said maybe at some point. But I think you'd probably be better off, Rick, maybe trying the parental controls. And then if that doesn't work is to, and I, we've got a full write-up over at commando.com on lockdown mode where okay. I, it goes into more details about what it does and what it doesn't do. Uh, but, but it might be, if so, if, if the parental controls just aren't enough, which they might be, then you can go to that next step of lockdown mode where he still has the iPhone. He still feels like he's got a really beautiful piece, piece of technology. That jitterbug, it feels like you're carrying a phone book, you know, versus something. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think we're probably at that point yet. Yeah. So, so you know, try the parental controls, try the lockdown mode. And then okay. if you need any help afterwards, just um, give me a call. I'm, I'm happy to, to walk you through different scenarios, but I think these two solutions might be the best ones for you. And again, thank you for your call. And again, if you need any help, just give me a call back. That lockdown mode is really, really useful. And if you need more information about it, we did a whole write-up over at commando.com. All right, let's talk about start mail. Your privacy has never been more at risk, right? Data breaches are at an all-time high. Cyber criminals, they're just finding new ways to hack into email accounts and steal personal information. That's why I use start mail. Start mail is different. Start mail is a secure email provider that protects my privacy. Every single email can be encrypted or protected with a password. And that means hackers and big tech, they can't read, scan, analyze, or sell my personal information. And when you delete an email, it's gone forever. Startmail is backed by the most robust world's privacy laws. In fact, Startmail uses their own servers, not Amazon's. Plus, if you're required to provide an email, but you want to protect your primary email address, Startmail can generate unlimited disposable email addresses for you to use that can be deleted at any time. Now, switching to Startmail is easier than ever. Transfer all your emails and contacts now with just a few clicks. So what you want to do is go to startmail.com slash Kim because you're going to save 50%. That's right. Startmail.com slash Kim. That's startmail.com slash Kim. All right. So here's the scam. And this is really a bad one. So you get a text message and it's like for the wrong number. And you're like, oh, that's not for me, right? And you're like, wonder why I got that. So this unknown sender can say, you'll write back and say, oh, that's me. Oh no, you know, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I want to tell you about an excellent opportunity for an investment. Yes, I was meant to send it to a friend, but since I got you, it must be karma. God must be watching. They spark a conversation. They give you a chance to get in on the investment. And then if you take the, the bait, of course, they're going to give you a malicious investment app, right? That's going to load your device with malware. Or they ask for your personal and banking information for the investment opportunity. Okay, they're going to steal your identity, all the money in your bank account. Another one will play on your heartstrings. Oh, I'm so glad that I texted you. I think that I'm in love with you after I get to know you. And then I want some money from you. Okay. So if you get a text from an unknown number, uh, just ignore it. You can report it as junk, by the way, too. Don't click on the links, attachments. You know, be smart. Just, you know, be smart about this. And if you ever get a suspicious text, 
or you're a victim to a scam, you can report it at the Internet Crime Complaint Center and also at bbb.org slash scam tracker. All right, still to come, we're going to talk about how you can find hidden spy cameras and tech that is truly saving lives. And we have more of your fantastic phone calls here on Kim Commando today. All right, how to find hidden spy cameras. I want to pass this along before we go to your phone calls because they're so small, they can be placed in anything from working power outlets, a humidifier, a TV remote. So you need to know how to find them. Now, if you rent through Airbnb, cameras are allowed what they say public spaces and common spaces. So that means no, no cameras in bedrooms and bathrooms. Now, Verbo or VRBO, as you want to pronounce it, uh, they say no indoor cameras at all. So the simplest way to spot the camera is to look for the lens reflection. You want to turn off all the lights, scan the room with a flashlight. You can also use a laser pointer and you're going to look for something that, that is a bright reflection. I want you to look inside the vents too, any holes in the ceilings or gaps. Uh, now you can also get an RF detector. The RF detector will find wireless cameras you might not see. We can also use a free program like Wireless Network Watcher. It shows you a complete list of all the gadgets that are connected to a home's network. So for links to my recommended RF detector, as well as everything that I just spoke, but in a lot more detail than I can give out here on a radio show and podcast, is you can just go ahead and hit the website. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kay. Hello there, Kay. Glad to have you with us. Hi. Um, I'm having trouble with people following me, and I don't know how they can follow me without having a tracer, some type of a tracer on my car. I can be at the hospital with my husband and I can be leaving and there's someone out there and they're following me. It, it's, it's crazy. And I just went up to the store two days ago and a big truck come up behind me out of nowhere and blinked the lights on and off and backs off and he's gone before I know I went to the dump the other day. There was a little car following me. It's almost like they're trying to intimidate me. I need to know how do they know how it has to be one person that is in control of knowing where I'm, I'm going. Am I so right? Is there, is there a reason why all these people would want to know and follow well, you? It, well, I, I think it's because of the guy across the street. Um, he's a, he works for the, the um, town. Uh, he works for, he, he's a guard, but anyway, he's a sergeant. But anyway, I, my neighbors, I put a fence up, and we got into it with, the, with my neighbor. And then, of course, the neighbor told the one across the street, and then he started hollering stuff to me. And this has been a couple of years ago, and I told him to mind his own business. And so it's been going on ever since, and I never bothered with them. I don't even know who they are. You know, I, I don't bother with my neighbors. Say hello, and that's it. But it's been going on since, ever since I told him to mind his own business. But is, but but these are are but these are different people that are following. Him. Yeah, these he's got some sort of setup over there, I believe, uh, because I saw all this stuff come in, and then the a state trooper was there yesterday working with him, and I know state troopers that they have certain things that they can follow people with, and I need to know how how do they do this? What the, do they do they travel? I mean, do they find you by your License, or is it by your uh, not license, but by your license plate, or by your telephone, your your cell phone? How would they do that? Well, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could be tracked. Um, you know, maybe if uh, 
you know, maybe if there's somebody put a tracker in your car, okay, um, maybe somebody is, you have some settings enabled on your social media that you're, you're sharing your location. Uh, maybe you're sharing your location on Google Maps. You could be yeah, part of a oh. family link. Um, uh, yeah, I don't have any of that. Okay. Um, so it makes me wonder how, how, I mean, I'm not into any of that stuff. I'm, I'm 74 years old, so I don't really, you know. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they harassing it. you? Yeah, basically, it's what it is. I mean, they're on the road and they're, they're like they want to ram me, you know, and I'm thinking, what is going on here? And I can't never get the license plate number because they're too close. And then when they get too close, they stay behind me and I'm turning and then they take off real fast and I can't get it. I can't, I'd love to get their license plate. Love to get it. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, this would be, this would, this would be pretty frightening. So, but they're it not, frightening. But yes. they're not threatening you or anything, right? No, no, no. They're just, they're just following me. That's it. Following me only for a certain time. And then they'll, the blinkers come on a big, big truck with no, this happened to me twice. It was a real big truck. And uh, come up behind me out of the blue, and I thought, oh, my God, on Atlantis Avenue. And um, like he was going to ram me, but he didn't. And then he blinked the lights on, on and off. Did you cut him off? No, I wanted to I, I wanted to try to back down, and I wanted to get his uh, his um, his back if he had a license on the back, but I couldn't. He was gone that quick. Oh. It's like it's done and then gone. And I go to the dump, everybody, somebody's always following me. And I can they make it to where I can't get their license plate. And have, they, have you have you gone to the police with this? No, because I believe one of the state troopers is involved in it. Well, I, you know, see, I think you need to go to a higher authority than me. I mean, I can tell oh. you, I can tell you if there's a, you know, I can tell you how to find if there's a tracker in your car. I can tell you how to find if there's, uh, there's how to look to make sure you're not sharing your location on apps. Um, yeah. I mean, I can tell you yeah. how to do all that, but. If these are just, if these are just, okay, if these are just random people that, yeah, yeah, are, that, that are just, knows. that are just, you know, that are just appearing out of nowhere and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are seemingly, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to follow you where you're going to the store, to the dump or wherever you happen to be going. Uh, you know, I, I, there, there's, I, I just, this is just something that I just really can't help you with. I think you need to talk to somebody who has a higher authority and that would be, your local law enforcement and explain to them that you think this is the neighbor and uh, the neighbor is, uh, you know, still upset with you because you told him to mind his own business a couple of years ago and uh, and you're concerned for your safety and uh, see what they say. But if there's, there, if you have any other clues, okay, give me a call back. But I think, again, I think you need to go to a higher authority and, and I wish I could be more helpful, but I can't really say why why the neighbors would be following you. And thank you so much for your call. You know, the signs that spyware may be present on your phone, it's things like random reboots, strange tech messages, your phone overheats, uh, suddenly your data usage goes high, your phone takes a long time to shut down, maybe you're hearing weird sounds during phone calls, uh, the battery drains fast, unfamiliar apps in your app list. You know, so there are concrete things that you'll be able to see if in fact there's this whole spy thing that's going around and especially if it just you think that it might be on your phone because i can't tell you i get this question a lot here on the show i mean how do i make sure that there isn't spyware on my phone and um you know it's really hard to diagnose here through a podcast or radio show so that's why if it is something that you want to check we've got all the steps again over on the website you know every once in a while i read a story and i just can't wait to tell you about it 
because I'm so excited because I know it's going to make a difference in your life or somebody else's life. Um, a guy by the name of James Salzman from Omaha, Nebraska, he went up a ladder to get rid of pigeons at the top of a grain bin. Well, this strong gust of wind came suddenly. It knocked the ladder over and Jim fell 20 feet to the ground. The guy couldn't move, but Jim Salzman was wearing an Apple watch. And here's how it works. When an Apple watch detects a fall, you have to select one of two options. One, call emergency SOS, or you select I'm okay. But what if the person isn't moving at all? The Apple Watch will wait one minute and then start a 30 second countdown before calling 911. Emergency dispatchers, they will get a message that a hard fall was detected and then given the person's exact location, longitude and latitude too sometimes. Next, the Apple Watch will notify the person's emergency contacts that a fall has occurred. That's how smart the smartwatch is. The Apple Watch SE or the Apple Watch Series 4 or later has fall detection. It's definitely worth looking at for maybe yourself or somebody in your family. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.